Hello there, dear listener. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Uh, Before we start the actual episode, I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer and apologize because as we are learning how to record this remotely and everything that comes with putting out a podcast that I've never done before, um, I've realized that uh, sometimes mistakes happen. So you'll notice that my audio on this episode of the podcast is not very great. It is, uh, I, I did not select the right microphone apparently and somehow didn't realize that. Um, so the audio you're hearing will be coming from my laptop instead of the actual microphone that I'm talking into if you're watching on the video. Um, so I'm sorry for that, but I hope it doesn't hinder the experience at all. Um, and I hope that you enjoyed the conversation regardless. Thank you again for listening and enjoy. I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir, and we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep, meaningful conversation. So take a breath, come join us, and let's talk about life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison King. And my and name's Amir. There it is. And we're here to talk about relationships today because That's yesterday right. was Valentine's Day when we're recording this. I don't know when it's coming out, but, uh, you know, it's love day, relationship day, I guess. And uh, we're going to talk about relationships. So let's do it. First of all, very grateful for our relationship, Amir. Mm-hmm. Definitely, super grateful for you, dude. We we got the best on it. We got the best bromance going on. It's, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, I, I don't know specifically what to what to start with. I mean, it's such a broad thing. I was thinking about this a little bit. If 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 I can start, maybe. Um, I think, I think there's categories of relationships, right? So mm. there's, um, your, number one, your relationship with yourself. Number two, we'll say relationship with, say, family members. You've got maybe intimate romantic relationships. Um, and then you've got like a friendship kind of thing with, with other people. And then after that, I would say like just kind of acquaint, acquaintances or, or peers or, or that kind of thing. Um, and that's what I was thinking when I was thinking about this, kind of grouping them into that. So let's start somewhere. I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah, totally. I think... I think it starts off with like defining like our conversation today, you know, it's not just talking about intimate relationships, although, of course, you know, that's going to be something really important to talk about. But rather, we're going to, you know, talk about the full spectrum of relationships like Mm -hmm. family, you know, friends, acquaintances, even even professional relationships as well. I think any time in which you're relating to another person, I think, is an opportunity for you to, I guess, you know, shape who you, you know, like shape who you are, who you present yourself to the world as, you know, through your own mm-hmm. choices. And so let's, let's start off with just, hmm, let's start off with the low hanging fruit, intimate relationships. Since uh, Valentine's Day was yesterday, how was your Valentine's Day? Did you guys do anything fun? It's pretty good. Um, she was busy in the evening, so mm-hmm. we didn't really do anything together until later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I kind of, I was... I, because of the way the day went, I was like realizing, um, you know, to me, it's important to like celebrate those big days, you know, just because it's like a reason to celebrate. But um, I'm okay, even though we didn't really do anything big, because I feel like I try to bring that type of energy to the relationship regularly. And I think that's kind of important. So it's not just like, you know, once a year, we do something cool, right? Where it's like, 
I know you and Annie were talking on your uh, Q and A video talking about like if things are you got to keep the flame alive or whatever, right? You were talking about um, by like going on dates or whatever, and I think that's it. So anyway, my my it was good. It was a good day. How about you? Did you guys do anything virtually? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. We didn't. We didn't do anything uh, virtually for Valentine's Day. Honestly, I I mean like between the two of us we're we're not like crazy like like well actually no no I stand corrected A- Annie loves Christmas she okay, loves good. like holidays <laughs> and like any you know excuse but I feel like Christmas is the Christmas is the one exception but when it comes to like Valentine's Day or like you know just other kind of celebratory days it's like we're not so big on on that so it's not like we did anything like right. crazy big um but i think what it is is not because like there's no not because there's no desire to do so but because like that's the consistent state that we try to maintain anyway yeah that's what i'm trying to say right? yeah totally like if you're if your default setting if you're if the default mode of your relationship is to be fully engaged with one another and fully present and just like you know keeping things fun and fresh then truthfully valentine's day will then just be a normal day Right. right. And that's kind of right. the uh, the paradigm, at least, that I try to take. So, no, we didn't really do anything special. We just kind of like, what did we do? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just a normal day, honestly. We didn't really go. do much. That's fine, though. What do you, uh, I don't know how, how deep we want to go onto this, but how. Hit uh, me with everything, dude. You know, what's, what's the biggest thing you've learned, either from this relationship or just other relationships? Or viewing other relationships, like, um, mm. you know, I'm saying romantic relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the biggest thing you've learned recently, let's say in the last year? Mm, that's a really good question. In the last I'm sure there's year, a lot, but try to pick yeah. one, like, big yeah. thing. Oh, picking the one thing. I think... Uh, oh, here, here's one. And, and I think this does, I, I learned this specifically in, you know, intimate relationships. But of course, um, this applies to every, you know, form of relationship. What I learned, and it's a very like tactical, practical thing, tactical, practical. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, so you, are you familiar with the five love languages? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Why don't viewers... you, do you know them? Can you list them if, you, if yes, people of course. Yeah. aren't so, familiar with this? So, listeners, the five love languages. It's basically a paradigm, uh, a way of thinking about how we give and receive love. I forget who came up with it. There's a whole book about it. But basically, the five langu- love languages are physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, and giving gifts. And we all have, you know, a different, um, I guess hierarchy of of love languages for me my primary love languages are words of affirmation and physical touch so damn this pandemic's been hard physical touch yeah we're the same person and i, yeah? I don't i will never understand really? how what? why we're so similar <laughs> no way those You're are both same? mine oh yeah. my god <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> Oh my gosh. Why am I not surprised is, is the question. <laughs> oh my goodness. We're going to have to uh, go back to our birth chart, uh, like our birth certificates, make sure that yeah. we weren't actually uh, taken we weren't out of a cloning somehow. facility. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like separated at birth. <laughs> but yeah, what do you mean? We look so alike, dude. Like, you know? <laughs> Anyways, so, right. So that's the uh, five love languages right there. Um, what I learned that has been like really helpful. And this has also actually massively improved my relationship with myself. 
how um, the way that we give and receive love are also the primary ways in which we get hurt and the primary ways in which we hurt ourselves. So for example, you know, um, if your primary love language is words of affirmation, your internal self-talk, you know, if you're not loving yourself, right, right, your internal self-talk is like, oh my gosh, you're so bad, you're the right negative self-talk, right? If, um, if your love language is perhaps, you know, quality time, then you will spend that time like distracted and like, you know, not spending quality time kind of with yourself. But then the flip side of that is that if you like can love on yourself, if you can love on yourself, to, like based on your own love languages. So, you know, knowing for me that that's words of affirmation. So actually saying my affirmations as like, you know, as hokey as, um, you know, 21st century, you know, like social media is going to make them out to be, you know, if you can love on yourself in that way, or even with physical touch, you know, like, I don't know, giving yourself like a spa day or like applying lotion or just like holding yourself with love, you know, like that um, in turn creates kind of, a full reservoir for you to give love from. I think that connects to the other most important thing that I've learned about love. But I think, you know, ultimately it does start with your relationship with yourself. And so mm -hmm. loving on yourself based on your own love languages, I think is the best way to have that full cup to give to others. Mm -hmm. What if somebody doesn't know what their language is? Mm -hmm. Well, you can go online and take the quiz. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yes, um, there is, well, there is know, a quiz. Though, there there is a quiz, you know. Um, or but you can like just you know journal about it your own introspection you know um how do you like people giving you love do you like getting gifts for me i'm not a huge gift uh gift person right do you like acts of service you know what do you do when you love someone essentially mm -hmm. like what what's your default mode and obviously yeah. you know it's not like a clear like divided and like um partitioned thing it's like it's a spectrum, you know, there's always ebb and flow context, you know, everything changes, but you know, it's, it's a nice framework. It's, it's a handy tool, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. That's something that's that that's I, what I learned. I hadn't really, I'd heard of it before, but never really thought of like what it was or how to implement it or anything. But when I started to, because, um, because Maria and I have very different ones. Hmm. So this is, um, this was a, like a challenge for me because I had to realize that I have to try to understand this other kind of, I mean, it really is a language, right? Like it's something, mm -hmm. if you don't kind of understand it and you haven't um, learned to quote unquote speak it, right? Like you, you have to figure that out. And, and that was a tough thing and it still is, it continues to be a challenging thing, but I have to try to like remember that we like, we were talking about perspective and like try to put yourself in other people's shoes and listening and that kind of thing, right? Last time. Um, it's the same, it's the same deal where it's like, you've got to really try to understand maybe if they're reacting a certain way, it's cause you're, they're feeling not loved or then this again applies to like basically any relationship. Like, I think I'm sure people react in this, these ways because of that generally, like just as a generalization, but, um, being aware of that and trying to think about it and, and, and like act from that place where I'm like, Oh, okay. I need to maybe do this a little different or do this thing that I might be like, yeah, I would love this to happen, but if I do it, it doesn't matter to her. Right. So that, uh, that's been a big realization for me trying to like, just be aware of it and think about it. Right. Because it makes a lot of sense. It, it's, it seems like one of those things where it's like some guy wrote a book and was like trying to make some money and was like, this is the answer, but it actually makes a lot of sense. And like, it's, it's pretty like accurate. I would say from personal mm -hmm. experience. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you the same question. What would you say is the biggest piece of, well, one of the main things, you know, that you learned about relationships over the last year that has helped mm. you the most? Mm -hmm. When I think of the last year, I always just like, whatever, we're in 2022 now, but I always like feel like I'm 2020 was part of the last year. Like I still yeah. love the whole thing. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? Um, what are we? Yeah, you know, I would, I would still have the same answer. I, I, I think patience. I, I learned just in general the importance of patience and trying to understand somebody else's perspective, like I just said. Um, and with a, many people in my life, like just different different views, different ways of reacting to things, just different period, right? And having to try to understand it because i do care about them and like not understanding it but having to really be patient like waiting to kind of us both get to the same place and and that kind of stuff i think that's it like learning how to implement patience and do it man i'm not patient <laughs> i'm not like innately just a patient person i'm like i want it to happen now right and if it doesn't happen now like the internet sometimes it's like slow i mean most people get mad but like it's like it doesn't work and i'm mm -hmm. like what that what am i paying for yeah why is it not working? yeah slow internet is worse than no internet yeah true actually that's a good day look at that quote of the day um not related <laughs> but quote of the day um so that's it i think i think patience and um that and yeah just just i guess the, the, you have to choose you have to choose how to care for and love people in your life it doesn't just happen and and if you're not putting effort into it um like it's it's a big part of it and and it makes sense but i've never really 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 focused on that and i think probably relationships and friendships and stuff have suffered in the past because of that um so trying to be aware of it and and it's all just a learning process and i'm still working on it but that's the big thing again would be patience i think I don't know if that is a legitimate answer, but that's what I'm I totally hear you. Yeah, yeah, no, me too. Like patience is like the biggest thing you learn. That's I, I'd say, yeah, same in many regards. That's also a huge thing that I learned. Um basically having patience like I like as a teacher, like I generally think that I'm pretty patient because I put up with some <laughs> put up with right. some you know right. like hair in hair ripping inducing things you know in my <laughs> lesson so i think like my patience has kind of been like strengthened but i i totally hear you like in regards to like understanding i think in full honesty like i'll, I'll say it very very you know very honestly i feel like you know there's always as Sigmund Freud says, there's always the shadow self, you know, not necessarily the the best side of ourself that we want to put forward, the part mm -hmm. that we obscure kind of from the world, but like, you know, the inner machinations of our brain that, you know, we're kind of, for better or for worse, we don't want to share. But for myself, I, I, I notice the same thing popping up in the sense that sometimes I can be really judgmental towards my loved ones mm -hmm. because i think it, it's part and parcel to wait i do it like this you know like yeah. why, why can't you do it like that you know but i think the understanding that your partner is not you 
I think that's one thing that I'm trying to internalize. Like you can't have the same expectations for them that you have for yourself. And that's the problem because sometimes I have, well, not sometimes, you know me, I have really, really high expectations for myself. And sometimes if I'm not careful, I can end up projecting that onto my partner, onto my parents, maybe onto even my work colleagues or a friend or, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I need to remember that it is like, it is not my responsibility to help everyone to make everyone more like me to you know like it that's not my responsibility and neither is that you know actually helping them i think yeah just letting go of that judgment and allowing them to be as they are i think mm, four words of advice from eckhart tolle that like kind of helped me like flip the switch on that and just like reach a place of understanding and it's not in like an egoic way, but basically it's this, allow them their limitations. Interesting. Allow them their limitations, right? Mm. Um, in regards to, oh, my parents don't understand this. They can't see my point of view. They don't understand. They don't communicate well. Allow them their limitations, right? Your partner, oh, they're, I don't know, they're not managing our money the way that you want them to. They're forgetting about this, this, and that. They're not doing this. Allow them their limitations. You know, not saying that you can, you know, just accept whatever that they throw at you if it's toxic, you know, like uh, everything has nuance, of course. But, you know, within reason, you know, finding that place first of acceptance and being able to accept the moment as it is, just allow them their limitations. You know, I feel like that's, if I were to sum it up, that would probably one of the be one of the huge things that I learned this year. That's a really, I like the way you described that, you know, since four words, a lot of note, their, uh, their limitations. And you said something that I, I really agree with that I, I really struggle with actually, as well as, is that your partner, not even just partner, I'm going to be more broad with a lot of this, the, whatever relationship you're talking about, they are not you and it's challenging it's challenging when that is the case <laughs> that they're not you because mm-hmm. that means that even if you're super similar, you know, you and I so similar, you know, the longer our relationship goes on for, there's going to be things that bother me about what you do. And there's going to think mm-hmm. be things about me that bother you. Right. Because <laughs> we're not the same person. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless of how close you are, you're always going to, they're, they're not, they're not you, which means there's something that they do that you don't like or you don't agree with, or that you would do differently, because if they were the exact same, then why do we need, we don't need other people, like it'd just be one person on the planet. So um, it's, it's a hard thing to, and I don't know how to, I just try to keep aware of it. But it's like, I, I can even think right now of situations where like, I'm saying this, that I, I value it, and, and that I want to think like that, but then I instinctually just don't react that way. And I'm like, you're wrong, because you're doing it this way. And I guess, I guess the reflection right now of like knowing that I'm doing that and I'm trying to be aware of it is, is the important thing. Cause you can't do it all the time, but um, it's a, it's a really hard thing to try to figure out because we all want things to go our way. Cause that's all we've ever known. We only know our experience and, and what we've lived. So if somebody does something different, it's like really, really challenging to be like, yeah, I understand why you're doing it. It's like, no, like, why don't you just do it my way? I'm right, <laughs> yeah, you know? So, so being a, like remembering that and like you're saying, allowing them to be their own person is a big thing. Not easy, but a big thing. Good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah, it totally starts with awareness. You know, like to your point, if you can just be like aware of it, 
like it, it it's gonna pop up right that's just the nature of the shadow self right the way that the way that you can you know better manage the shadow self is by bringing the light of your awareness to it right like that's that's all you can really do and then you know you're not caught off guard by it it no longer surprises you but you can you know deal with it and you can equip yourself yeah i i totally hear you flipping the uh, uh just moving on to another thing like in regards to parents you know and everything i think he, here's the big question you know I, i'm not sure how, how personal <laughs> how personal you want to get and everything but you know in what ways do you see yeah well i mean like it, i can i can also start with this one as well um you know just in terms of like per, personal questions and everything but in what ways do you see your parents relationship or perhaps your parents reflection of love or what they taught you about love how do you see that showing up in your either romantic relationships in your relationships with your friends in your relationships in general right how do you see your yeah. parents relationship and what they taught you reflected in all your other relationships i would say most of the, specifically that question is positive for me and i'm very lucky for that um i uh I'm on my dad. I'm sure they're listening because they listen to I think every every single one of these. So what's Hello. up? Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very grateful for the the kind of role modeling I've had in my life. Um, yeah, let me give everybody and you a little insight onto this because perspective is important. Um, before I share, I want to say that this is none of this is meant to be like a, I'm better than you. I'm doing it. I have this perfect life or something. That's not at all the case. I recognize that I'm very lucky. I'm very, very lucky for what I, I have. And I know a lot of people don't, which is so I don't take it for granted. Um, my grandparents to start both sets of my grandparents are alive, healthy, and they're best friends. Okay, which is very uh, uncommon, right? Like well, lots of times, like in laws don't like each other and that kind of thing. They they go down to the States every winter, and they live across the street from each other in a trailer park. And they're like, best friends, like, in every sense of the word. So my parents, you know, they, 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 they grew up with this, this community and then, you know, they got together um, and it's always been this thing. So, and, and my family is so um, ridiculously supportive and loving and kind and, and just like, I do crazy things sometimes. And my parents have always been like, yeah, like do go for it. You can fill the fog, the house with fog if you want, like <laughs> just crazy thing. So I, I grew up all that to say, I grew up with this, this like model of a relationship that in my mind is almost like, it's just, it's so, it was so great. Um, and, and it has actually, if, if we wanted to talk about this, as far as how has it affected my relationships, made my relationships hard because I've seen such a great, you know, representation of what is possible what's this kind of, I don't want to say ideal because everything can always be better or whatever, but it's just, it was, it's so beautiful what my family has and coming from that place and knowing that that's very rare that when I, I try to relate sometimes to other people, I, I actually can't because I haven't had the struggles that other people have. And I haven't, I'm, I'm, I'm really genuinely coming from this ridiculous place of privilege, right? Um, where, where this is experience that I know is, is few and far between. And I acknowledge that. So it's made it challenging to try to try to understand people when you're saying like, they're not me. That it's, that's really hard for me. Um, 
not hard and like I'm complaining, just in like I really have to try to be aware of it because I don't want to be like, well, you know, like why on earth? I, I, I just, I can't understand it sometimes. And, and I think that's something. So it's actually, it's gone the other way and I'm not complaining that I'm not saying it's a bad thing that my parents are, are amazing. Um, it's just interesting to think that because I've had this, this beautiful, you know, role model situation that it's like, um, someone that may be in the opposite situation. It's, there's almost this weird disconnect that I really have to work at, which actually, you know, is quite an amazing thing. Like personally, I feel like it, it's pushed me to grow and try to understand others. And, and because, um, there is that disconnect I've had to really work on it. Um, but all that to say, I have a really healthy understanding of what a relationship romantically um, and a family relationship can be and maybe should be, which um, which is why I like to talk about these things and like help people be better and whatever, because I know what is possible and I'm not even fully there. But does all that make any sense? And I hope I don't sound like an egotistical maniac or something because that's not at all what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, mm. but uh, that's kind of where I've come from and it's, it's interesting. So I'd love to hear your mm-hmm. side. Oh, that's, that's honestly lovely. I can't wait to meet your parents. Yeah. Also, hello, uh, mama and papa King. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to meet them. Oh, that, that's fantastic. And you know, I like just to clarify, I'm sure everyone listening and I can agree. You do not sound like an egotistical yeah. maniac. You sound, you are like one of the most humble people. So don't even worry about it. You're, you're all good. Yeah. I, I totally hear you. Yeah. In many ways, you know, it, it can, like, I see it can make it hard to kind of relate to like people who have gone through like super, super intense struggle kind of in their relationships. Like I, I get that. And, you know, I'm, I, I feel that as well. Not, not to necessarily the same extent, but like, I personally have had like a really, like have had a pretty stable family life for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, and like things were good. So I, you know, I'm grateful in, in a way that it's, yeah, it, there's still that layer of like kind of oh i haven't experienced that so i can't understand fully but i will still empathize and listen you know yeah 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 for myself with with my parents relationship so for context um yeah so for context i grew up and my dad wasn't around really like he he visited like from time to time and i i think probably he visited more when i was a kid and stuff and so i don't remember those kind of years um but then like once i was like seven onwards or like like nine onwards like kind of during the formative years of my teenage experience like i kind of didn't have my dad for that like i I visited him like sometimes and um you know like i kind of saw him but there was always kind of like a distance that i could never fully grasp um and so i'd say kind of like okay so i'll start off with the positive i'd say my mom most amazing mm, (laughs) most amazing (laughs) woman in the galaxy honestly she did she did the impossible raising me as a single mother alone in canada you know like she made it work and she was able to put me through lessons she was able to you know she she taught me what unconditional love is and helped me i guess grow that secure attachment we'll talk about this more later but attachment styles and stuff right um she helped me kind of develop this like secure home base 
so that like to your point like I can just do crazy things like I that's kind of why I think I'm audacious to go for the things that I'm going for like I'm gonna drop out of school I'm gonna go do YouTube I'm gonna go start my own business I'm gonna go like like all these kinds of things that are absolutely audacious and unconventional because I know and I'm grateful for the fact that my mom will love me no matter what I think that's kind of the secure attachment which once again I I know that not everyone has that and so you know acknowledging the privilege there you know um and so so that's the positive. I think that's what, you know, that's what I got from my mom's relation from my mom and I's relationship. So now when I go into any relationship, friends or, you know, r- romantic or anything, like I, I won't tolerate toxicity because like I, my mom has shown me how good it can be. It's like I and like I'm not afraid to like step out of something if it's not if it's not good, you know. There there's no longer that fear there. Like I don't need another I don't need the other person because it's like that secure attachment is always kind of there you know um so that's positive on the flip side I guess what I've learned the most from so it's not a negative but it's always a learning you know experience I think that part comes from kind of my dad and you know I'm, I'm not saying this in any disparaging way you know I completely like as I get get older I understand the complications of the situation and you know all, all that nuance and like he wasn't he wasn't allowed to come to Canada and like, you know, like, like a whole bunch of drama and complexity. Um, But kind of what I've gotten from that and how that sometimes affects my relationships. Well, in the past it did. Then I went to therapy, unpacked it and, you know, (laughs) we're we're all good. Um, But I guess it, it left me like as a adolescent, you know, having kind of my dad far away and like, know leaving and stuff it kind of left me with a fear of abandonment you know a fear of rejection and abandonment so it's it's an interesting antithesis to kind of the secure attachment like I can do anything but then also on the flip side you have you know the other side of oh my gosh if I do this will the will they abandon me it's kind of a weird polarity um but I'd say you know learning to heal from that has only just strengthened my own security kind of in myself but when I was a teenager oh my god yeah it, it was really it was rough <laughs> you know I was I was insecure I was um like I remember well full disclosure I'll say this <laughs> I'll say this everyone listening we're best friends now I'll share it all with you <laughs> this, this one time this one kid like I was what 11 12 and that was like really emotionally tumultuous because there was a lot of things going on in my life at the time you know I was already going to counseling by that time um this one kid on the playground at school it was father's day and this one kid this one little <laughs> sorry I won't swear. Um, <laughs> he he uh, he made fun of me for not having a dad on father's wow. day and so i gave him a concussion on the playground anyways um so like that Amir, was kind of the <laughs> whoa <laughs> what he he was i understand Oh, not I'm gonna not, lie, not, I, I yeah, still think good. he deserved. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> I don't regret anything. Um, obviously, wow. I got detention and everything. I don't regret anything, but I think like kind of that insecurity was kind of like what I had to heal from. Mm. As for how that reflects in my relationships nowadays, I think it only reflects the positive. You know, mm. like I, I think because I was like, like once again, no bad blood towards my dad. I've completely forgiven him. I went to therapy and you know, kind of sewn up all the wounds of the past. You know, talked to him and kind of like you know, God's perspective. But I think the biggest thing that I learned from all that, that I take into all my relationships is forgiveness. You know, if I was able to forgive my father and forgive the situation and forgive, you know, all the different things that happened, if I was able to forgive that, then kind of like I can, you know, forgive, forgive anyone, you know? Mm. 
Yeah. That's kind of what I got from it and what I learned. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's, it just seems apparent to me that regardless of your family situation, there's a learning that you can, because nothing's perfect, right? So um, good or bad or whatever, you can learn something from from your past or, or your, you know, childhood or situation. You know what I've re- realized recently? Um, hmm. Was it Freud is, is the guy all about childhood, right? Isn't that his mm-hmm. thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not well-versed in psychology. I took mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever, psychology 101, and that's it. Um, but I've never understood fully the whole, like, you know, you do things that your parents did and, like, whatever psychological trauma from your childhood carries on to how you become as an adult and all that kind of stuff. I've never really fully understood it until recently. I I still don't fully understand it, but I've started to like think about things in that way where it's like, Oh, this may have happened. And I never thought it was like really a bad thing, but maybe it wasn't a bad thing. It just was a thing. And this is why I do this now. And, and uh, it's interesting to really, really start thinking like that. That wasn't anything I would have ever thought about up until about this point, because I think there's a level of of growth that needs to happen before you maybe get to those kind of things. And maybe that's just the exciting thing about about personal growth or just it'll keep, there'll be more and more things that you're realizing and, and noticing or whatever. But um, it's neat to think about and not like, like you're saying, you're like forgiving, you know, your dad or, or, or you don't need to be necessarily mad at what happened because you can't change it but say, this is how it shaped me. Maybe I don't like it. So then I can change it or just acknowledging that stuff and and that awareness. This is a big, the awareness is a big thing in in relationships, I think. Um, And with, you know, how your relationships uh, affect yourself. Now you mentioned something interesting about you don't put up with, you use the word toxic. I personally don't like using that word, but I'll use it because everybody knows what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you, you don't put up with, whatever toxic relationships or traits or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Um, the reason I don't like it is because it's kind of like a buzzword in social media. Yeah. People just use it for like out of context. Twitter. When we're, when we're talking about mm-hmm. the actual thing, it is valid. But a lot of times people are like, I don't know, it'll be like one little thing yeah. which somebody messes up because everybody's not perfect. And they'll be like, mm-hmm. they're toxic. You got to drop your toxic friends. Anyway, But mm-hmm. I think there's a valid point we made about that where it's like sometimes you grow out of relationships or situations or whatever and things don't serve you anymore it doesn't mean maybe it is like quote-unquote toxic or there's there's things that aren't good for you but thinking about it from that way where it's like this isn't serving me I've maybe moved on if you want to get into talking about resonant frequencies and that kind of stuff right like you might literally just be on a different kind of level as far as like frequency goes and energy and that kind of stuff you know if you want to believe that um and and you just need to release these relationships or whatever and and it happens and it happens and being okay with that is hard because i don't want to be a bad person i'm sure you don't want to be a bad person and be like i want to be friends with everybody all the time forever (laughs) right and and you can't especially if you know we can have a lot of friends and stuff but but you need to be kind of curate like you might curate your Instagram feed with who you follow. You have to curate your life with the friends that you have. And, uh, and that's been something that's been on my mind a lot. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah, toxic is such a buzzword. It's like, he didn't pick me up from dinner tonight or pay for my meal. Toxic, you know, like right. people yeah, take it yeah, like yeah. completely out of, you know, like they they uh, magnify it too much. But I think kind of like the core idea, you know, like is there like genuine, actual, like relational toxicity and, and all that kind of stuff. Um as for like, you know, like different like resonant frequencies, like who you vibe with and just, you know, releasing relationships that no longer serve you, I'd say that's a skill, you know, it's a skill that grows over time. And to mm-hmm. your point, you know, like none of us want to be the bad person. Like I, I don't want to be, you know, um, I don't want to be the mean one, but I think um, it's not so much like fully releasing the relationship, but I think it's just about creating a sense of like, just creating a healthy distance. Yeah. You know, I'd Mm -hmm. say like, that's in all honesty, in all honesty, I can be kind of like when it, well, when it comes to cutting out relationships that don't serve me, like if the person is like mean or negative or anything, like I'm ruthless when it comes to that. Like if, if they're like, absolutely like, you know, just spewing just negativity all the time and you know it's just not the same resonance i i feel perfectly comfortable just being like okay bye you know and and simply just like not talking to them again but i think you know obviously there's you know there's closer relationships especially i think this applies most to friends from high school you know friends from high Mm -hmm. school or perhaps friends that you've grown up with you know eventually you guys like outgrow each other right and that's and it's okay for there to be distance right but like it's okay if there's distance at the end of the day, there's still a connection. There's still love, you know, no matter how far like the distance might be. Like, I know for a fact, like I'm, I'm speaking about like one of my closest friends my entire life. Like, you know, have we grown apart a little? Yes. But is there always that love there for sure? Like if you were to come up to me and be like, mm. Hey, you know, like I, I need help with something or, you know, like, you know, whatever situation, like I know for a fact that we got each other. For and sure. I think, you know, creating healthy distance, is important for both of you, like if you're not resonating, if you're not, if you're not vibing with one another, then it's serving neither of you, you know, it's not serving that person, it's not serving yourself. And so, you know, creating that healthy distance for, from one another for yourselves is, you know, probably the healthiest thing you can do as as long as that's, you know, still bridged with love. Mm. Right. And even like you're saying, you know, you cut off whatever whatever the term you want to use but like Mm -hmm. just say hey no more kind of thing Mm -hmm. and i'm sure you're not doing it in like a if they want to they ever reach out to you or you see them so you're not going to be like you know super rude to them or whatever right yeah which is what i think i don't like about this whole toxic thing is it seems like people Mm -hmm. are trying to treat it like if they ever talk like i'm never going to talk to them ever again like silent treatment for life Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. super sassy no Mm -hmm. i think it's just like you can make the conscious choice to say, I'm not going to put energy into this. Um, but you don't need to be rude about it, I guess. You know, like you can let things kind of go without, you know, be, yeah, being being rude about it. And and um, I think that's important to be aware of, of, of like kind of taking a little, you know, going through your, taking inventory of, of the relationships in your life or what are things that are making you feel whatever way and addressing it um whether it's you need to put more more energy into something or less energy into something or or whatever but it should be a um it should be a like an important part of your life you know thinking about that because and there are some where it's just like you're around people all the time and you maybe have to and and 
and kind of almost put up with them, but figure out a healthy way to do that because sometimes there's things you can't, you can't control, but um, at least I think it's good to, good to think about, but not, don't do it in like a, like a bad menacing way where it's like, that's all you do. And if somebody does one mad, bad thing to you, you're like, no, ah, no, behavior. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I hear you. You brought up a good point about taking inventory of your relationships. Here's an interesting question, you know, going back to tie romantic relationships bit, you know, what have, or actually even, you know, even extending it. Well, I mean, I'll be specific, you know, in terms of romantic relationships, taking inventory kind of, you know, of perhaps, you know, like dating history and everything. What has every relationship that you've ever been in taught you? Like, and the good, you know, like, obviously, like, we're not here to, you know, talk bad about Mm -hmm. anyone, but what has, what has the good, like, what good have you gotten from every relationship that you've been in? I learned a lot about myself. Mm. Yeah. That's it, I think. It's very general, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I think that's it because, uh, like you said, what we were saying earlier, everybody's different, right, and, and and that kind of thing. And then, like, reflecting on it now, it's like, this is why that wasn't working or this is what bothered me about that because there was something I needed to work on. And often that, you know, I can't control what the other people are doing, mm-hmm. like we said. So, you know, I can go, well, this is – this is how that would have maybe worked better or whatever. That's it. So I think learning that learning things that are, I don't want to say flaws, but like, you know, things that maybe I should work on or um, places that I could better myself to have a better relationship. And I think that's why dating is a thing because if you want to, you know, I'm not saying that it is, but if you want to look at marriage, like the end goal kind of thing, if you want to, then dating teaches you all the things that you shouldn't do so you eventually just weed out all the bad stuff and you figure out what the good stuff is and eventually as everybody does it longer you learn more and then you'll meet someone um that you've both learned a lot of these things and then it's like yeah we've got the best of everything that we've ever learned you know there's a lot of growth that's happened between your first relationship and if that it's that last one now that's not always the case just people that marry to their i have you know friends and their parents are many actually many friends and their parents are like high school sweethearts like their first relationship and they've been married for many many years and they're very happy and to go along with that i heard one time somebody say and she goes we've been married since whatever i don't know who this was random person but we've been married since we were or, uh, together since we were like 16 or something right we've been married for however many years and she goes but i've been with about 12 men because he's changed so much mm. same guy you know, not actually 12 different people, but she goes, it feels like I've been with 12 different people. And, and he said, would say the same thing because we've perpetually been growing together and changing. And they've kind of almost done that. Like I was just talking about that dating thing throughout their, their, they've only been with one person, but they've figured out, okay, this is not working. So let's remove it and let's try something new or whatever and, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, wow. I kind of got really off from what I was originally saying, but, um, learning to bring it back if you want learning about myself um was the the big thing i think Mm -hmm. that's really interesting what you just said about you know the relationship it's like you've been with different people but with the same one and you know like that growing together you know it's such a it's such a rare thing to find to be able to perfectly grow with somebody because there's so many variables at play you know like it it's so easy like you know 
you can eat it's so easy to grow to get uh it's so easy to grow apart as well right in, in the constant yes. pursuit of growth right you can be intertwined for a period of time but then you know sometimes they split off and then you grow in different directions and i think that's just once again that's just the nature of life you know like no well i mean yeah it's like different things grow in different directions you know if it we're growing in the same direction and be competing for the same sunlight right mm. and sometimes you know different things come into your life at different points i think yeah to, to your point also and this is another i guess like <laughs> Eckhart Tolleism, I guess what I've learned about relationships <laughs> is that at the end of the day, no relationship is permanent. No relationship is permanent. Okay. Because at the end of the day, there's always the possibility of like, perhaps not like, you know, a conscious choice of like a breakup or anything like that, but you know, like knock on wood, you know, like there's always the possibility of like, you know, losing that person. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're all going to die anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. So at least, you know, in my own personal view, you know, um, I think every relationship is impermanent. And so I guess making, making the most of that and not taking the person for granted, you know, I think that's what, you know, that kind of leads to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that what, what is, what have you learned? Is that, is that what you would say that kind of thing or like, what's the biggest thing? Oh yeah. Um, as for what I've learned. Okay. Well, let's go. (laughs) Let's go. Um, well, I mean, the first relationship that was, that was just kind of puppy love, you know, it was grade eight. It it is what it is. Um, it is what it is. Uh, too young. (laughs) That's all I can say. No, but it's a learning thing. Mm -hmm. It's a learning thing still. Yeah. I, I think. Okay, that, okay, sure, sure. I get, okay, if I were to think really hard, what did I learn from that? Um, She's laughing. I learned... Um, okay, I thought this was going to go in a different <laughs> direction, but... <I'm... laughs> That's actually a little personal. I don't want that on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's all good. But anyway. Okay, Um, I learned respect the other person Mm. like mutual respect is the baseline you know like it it was puppy love it lasted for like 42 days (laughs) he knows too (laughs) 42 days yeah i literally i I literally broke up with them through text (laughs) classic hey It, it was so immature anyways like i'm like just to be clear i'm like friends with almost all of my exes anyways like you know we're we're chill you know we're on good terms which is something i'm really grateful for um Second relationship, I learned how important, I guess, like listening, you know, making sure that you're genuinely listening to the other person, you know, because like they were dropping hints that, you know, they wanted things to change. They were unhappy with stuff, but I was like, like kind of like oblivious to it, you know, not listening. And so I learned to listen. Another thing I learned is how important family is. Once again, this was like grade nine, grade nine, grade 10, like, you know, once again, still too young, but I learned how important family is. Um... And like, you know, hiding and like keep trying to keep a secret, you know, it, it doesn't work out in the long term. Next relationship, that was probably the most, <laughs> I call that one like colloquially, the drama and the trauma. <laughs> that one was uh, uh, a whole boatload. It's like a dumpster caught on fire, a dumpster full of poop <laughs> caught on fire and got thrown oh at God. a fan and then got blown up by a warship. Okay. It was a... Uh... <laughs> that that one was a mess um i think what i learned from that one the importance of family you know once Mm. again like you can't be sneaking around and like like you can't be doing that stuff you know Mm. you you can't that doesn't work out long term 
Um, yeah, that doesn't work out long term. And, and oh, yeah, actually, the most important thing I learned from that one is that when you're dating someone or, you know, to your point, if we're thinking about marriage as the end goal, you know, when you marry someone, you're not just marrying the person, but you're also marrying their family. Right. And so it's about, you know, choosing, hey, what family do I want to integrate into my own? Mm-hmm. You know, do I want to integrate a family of dysfunction or do I want to integrate it like a family of, you know, like stability? And not to say that, you know, someone coming from a dysfunctional family immediately rules them out. But, you know, like, that's an important thing to consider. It's like those are going to be your in-laws. That's going to be, you know, those are the people that you're going to see at family dinners, you know, and obviously not every family is perfect, you know, of course. But, you know, it's about making that choice and, you know, finding the best that you can. And yeah, I think relationship history wise, like that's kind of what I learned. And so that's why I guess I'm really glad that, you know, with with Annie, at least like her family is like, like, obviously like we have similar family situations, but her family loves me. You know, there's no hiding. There's no more bad stuff happening. It's just, it's surprising how easy, you know, it, it, it all kind of, was how it all kind of came together and i was like whoa i'm not used to this i'm used to you know running away and hiding and like you know bad bad things happening and you know all, all that kind of stuff but yeah it, it's just easy you know it's good and of course you know endless learning about myself and all the different things but that's kind of the uh the mm. uh quick uh spark notes version of amir's relationship history <laughs> <laughs> i love it um you, you were saying interest interestingly um hmm kind of disregarding the early relationships as being too young or whatever, which is maybe valid. But um, I, I, I look at those um, in my life and, 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 you know, hearing what you said as a bit, like the reason that you are so grateful for the family that you have in Annie's family is because of the things that happened before. If they had all been this way and you get to, you know, you get to this point, you'd just be like, well, this is how it's supposed to be. You'd find something maybe wrong or whatever. You know what I mean? So I think even like the little tiny, whatever, relationships that you don't think matter or whatever, like all of that has shaped you. If you didn't have that, something would be different right now. So, you know what I mean? So I think it's, it's mm-hmm. fun to think about it that way where like... I wouldn't be doing music. <laughs> there you sure. go. <laughs> I, started, I started writing songs after my first breakup. I was like, See? I need to write a song about this. There we go. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun to think about, you know, or just, just to remember that that uh, these things are... I mean, this this good part. There obviously is bad things that can happen because of, you know, bad relationships, but um, they're all learning just learning experiences for and opportunities for you, the other person. And mostly like, I still think, yeah, about yourself, um, which you then bring that to somebody else because you're sharing yourself with somebody. They're not, um, it's not like the other way around. Right. So yeah. Look at that. Mm, Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Like you're, you're essentially like sharing all your experiences also with someone as well. All the things that you've been through and kind of have learned and picked up as a result, like all the battle scars, all the learning experiences, like you are sharing that with someone else and finding someone who can like also like, I guess, understand, you know, and create space for those, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, to your point, it's like you're grateful for what you have because you see like kind of what it was like before. And I think that's the importance of experience, you know, the importance of like 
going out, trying things, and this applies to everything in life. You can only know, like, you can, the fastest way to know what you want is to know what you don't want. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the clearest, the cl- mm-hmm. clearest path. And that's only, that's contingent upon experience, you know, and trying things, you know, relationships or in life, you know, different career paths or, hey, podcast. Oh, hey, let me do a YouTube channel. Hey, let me do this. You know, like um, all, all that kind of stuff. I think experience is super, super important. Mm-hmm. If you choose to, you know, use it to learn and, and grow mm-hmm. and whatever, right? Because it could just happen. And if you don't think anything about it, then it doesn't matter. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Look at that Question, chat. What are, what are kind of like the, I guess, tactical practices that you use, like practical advice that people can perhaps take away that you use to help yourself maintain healthy relationships, you know, with your family, with your friends, you know, what, what are the tactical things that you actually do to maintain that kind of mm. healthy Well, my first answer would be the things I do to take care of myself. Hmm. Totally. Like we've talked about <laughs> previously many times, uh, you know, mm-hmm. meditating and that kind of stuff, which is like self-reflection, understanding myself, trying to understand myself better. All those things that we've talked about on, on many episodes of the podcast, all those things help me to have better relationships because I'm understanding myself better. And if you can understand yourself better, then you can start to, you know, sort through relationships and stuff like that but i'm not sure like when you say tactical like things like um just just trying to really be aware of giving other people a space to be themselves like you said um which is just i guess more of a thinking thing but just like approaching stuff that way and and letting there be a separation between you and the other person because if you feel like like those are starting to merge or like you're trying to take over them or whatever, like that's not going to work. So uh, trying to practice having a a healthy level of separation so that you can um, just under understand that there's distance and what's going on, that they're, whatever they're feeling is not like you're separate. You know what I mean? Which I think is important. I don't know if that helps, if that makes any sense, but (laughs) yeah. How about you? Do you have anything? particularly oh tactical things oh i love this <laughs> I, I, I like that um but yeah for sure like as you said you know it starts with awareness you know and i think uh an active way to cultivate that awareness is through journaling through mm. meditation you know introspection and self-reflection you know like journaling is probably the thing that has helped me well that and like meditation you know journaling and meditation have like and reading as well have, you know, probably been the thing, the practices that help keep myself grounded and help myself, like, help me kind of navigate the internal, the internal sludge, you know, and, and get it all and get it all out and crystallized onto paper. You know, I think exactly what you said, you know, it starts with being able to take care of yourself, right? Cultivating a good relationship with yourself and loving on yourself, in the in your based on your own love languages so i think that's something that i try to cultivate for myself like i will like affirm myself a lot and i'll like i'm not sure if you know like mel robbins uh high five your heart technique thing you know whatever you know whatever it is it's like i'm okay i'm safe i'm loved good you know i'm capable i got this you know like that kind of thing you know loving on yourself first um i think in relation to other people perhaps important things 
creating space and just asking questions, you know, like nine times out of 10, people don't want you to give them advice. People just want to be heard. Right. And so asking questions like mirroring, like just showing them that you, that you understand, like oftentimes when Mm -hmm. people come up to you, they're not asking for advice. They just want to like know that someone hears them. And so like, instead what I've been like practically doing is that instead of giving advice, when someone rants to me, I'll just be like, Oh, I hear that this does this because, you know, like re it, like mirroring what they told me, but in my own words, you know, just to demonstrate that, you know, I'm listening and I understand. And oftentimes they will draw their own insights from that. Like after hearing what they said, you know, told back to them in a different way, they will draw insights from that. For sure. You know, in and of them, in and of it themselves. And like, you know, it's oftentimes a lot more powerful than you just telling them, you know, to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also, Hmm. practically making sure that you're checking in on people, you know, making sure that you're checking in. You do a really good job of this. Honestly, (laughs) you do a really, really good job of this. And so like that, that has inspired me also to do a better job of that. Sometimes I get like so busy that I don't, you know, but I I set, I literally like set a recurring thing in my to-do list to check up on my friends. Like, and I have like a different friend for each day of the week that I try to check in on. And, you know, like that might not work for some people. It might seem like, oh my God, it's a chore. But, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's more so a reminder. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yes, I get to check it off my to-do list. That I have <laughs> on them, you know, like it, yeah. I, I enjoy that for myself personally. Um, so that's what I do. And like, I just, I guess just, it, it comes down to listening, you know, like asking, and this is specifically in the context of romantic relationships, but asking, how do you feel about us? You know, having like weekly check-ins, essentially, that's something that Eddie and I do. We're like, hey, how are you feeling about us? Oh, I'm feeling a little, you know, bored. It's been a little while. We've been doing a lot of work. Okay, sure. Let's fix that. Let's go out on a date. Or, oh, I've been feeling great, you know, like, you know, but I anticipate that we might be chilling out in the next two weeks or so. It's like, okay, cool. We can anticipate that. And I think it's just opening up the communication, opening up the understanding. You know? Yeah. Wow. You got a lot of good things. So yeah, I hope that, I hope that helps all the viewers. Oh, oh my God. Practical resources. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on about practical resources. Are there any like any books or videos or like things that you've watched that have really helped you with your relationships, like share it with the people, you know, Mm, any info or references, no specific things, to be honest, Mm. just like a a large part of it is like I said, just the role modeling that I've, Mm. I've had what I've been able to witness, um, and witness in other people's lives that I'm like, Nope, like, I don't want that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I don't, hmm, not, not really off the top of my head. Like, I think just a lot of it is the experience that I've done, but I'm sure you do, Mr. You know, encyclopedia. So tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Excited. <laughs> yeah. Did someone ask me for books? Resources? Yeah, <laughs> I know. This guy. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my favorite thing. Um, if you're looking for good books to read on relationships, the book that has helped me the most with my relationships is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Um, it is so simple. It is such a quick read. I, I mentioned it in my like five books that changed my life video on YouTube and stuff. But it is so good for relationships. It's basically four pieces of really simple Toltec wisdom that if applied have a profound impact on your life. I won't spoil it. But one of them is I'll spoil one of them. Don't take anything personally. 
Nothing that others say or do to you is because of you. What others say and do yeah. is a projection of their own reality, their right. own dream. It has nothing to do with you, right? So whether or not someone says, I love you or I hate you, has nothing to do with you. It has to do with the image of you that they have in their head, right. which ultimately you are not responsible for, mm. right? Um, so yeah, that's a good one. I'd also say... I'd also say The Mastery of Love, also by Don Miguel Ruiz. That's a really, really good book that uh, it's a little bit more in-depth on that topic. Um, that one's a good one. I think also, what's another one? If, okay, actually, yeah, for any of the viewers who perhaps like, you know, didn't have a relationship with their father or are perhaps trying to mend that relationship, a really good book for that that my therapist actually gave to me um, is The Prince and the King. Let me get the uh, author. Um, the Prince and the King by Michael Gurian. It's this book right here. Mm. This book right here. Yeah, it's it really helped me kind of just like navigate my own internal like relationship with my father. And it uses kind of archetypal psychology to help bring you into a, a place of wholeness and healing. Um, I'd say another really good place is the Gottman Institute. Um John Gottman is like the leading scientist, the leading person who has studied relationships and he has like all the data, um, everything. And so he kind of summed it, summed it up kind of in all his, in all of his relationship theories and advice and statistics and everything. It's a super science based approach to it. Um, again, the five love languages yeah. book that we mentioned before, also the book on attachment styles as well. Um, Oh, I feel like such a human encyclopedia. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> such a nerd. It's awesome. Um, yeah, the book on like attachment styles. I think we like mm. skimmed on this very briefly. Yeah, we can but come that's back also to something. Day. You know, yeah, that's also something important, kind of to figure out. Ultimately, I think, you know, in in closing it out, I think, you know, when it comes to relationship, relationships can either be the biggest source of joy or the biggest source of strife. And so it's important to, you know, get get this down, which is why, you know, I, I guess I've like committed so much time to like reading these books and like figuring it out because, you know, like ultimately how good your relationships are ultimately comes down to a choice. You know, yeah. like you can either choose to have healthy, vibrant relationships or you can choose the alternative. And ultimately mm -hmm. the choice is up to you. Look at this. See, so poetic all the time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I'm writing you. a YouTube script in my head. I know. Yeah, you are. Where uh, where can the people find you, Amir? Mm -hmm. You can find me at Amir Koro, A-M-E-E-R-C-O-R-R-O, -E -E -R -R -O, everywhere that you find people. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the good good. What about you, Harrison? Harrison King Official on Instagram and uh, YouTube. You can check that out. And HarrisonKingOfficial.com if you want to check out more stuff with podcasts other things we will uh see you next time i don't know what we're talking about but it's gonna be good remember to keep loving life and we'll chat with you next time if you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show make sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts visit us on instagram and tiktok at let's talk about life pod and for more information head on over to harrisonkingofficial.com forward slash podcast now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep meaningful conversation in your own life <laughs>